0: Yes, yes, yes. A Monday morning, Taz and the Moose with you back together again, right here on CBS Sports Radio. As we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house, it's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Mike Pete across the way, Bogish with your updates. Hopefully, everyone out there had themselves a lovely weekend. What's going on, Taz? How you doing, bud? Oh yeah Yes. Yeah. Yeah. all right hope you had a great weekend yeah. <laughs> i did thank all right. you all right, thank all right. You. everything's you're fine right over there everything's
2: okay i'm good I'm all good. right I'm, good. you're good i'm good everybody's good everybody's we're all good we're all i good. think we're
0: okay yes um all good to see you again and we got a lot to get, to get into you. yes 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 sir. Sir. uh on a big monday morning program uh as we go right uh for the next 180 minutes so uh Ooh. Taz, we uh, you know, there's a lot of ways we can kick off the program. Um, I, I guess let's start. Let's go back to Saturday, right? Yes. And uh, sure. to a Viola injury for the Alabama Crimson Tide. We know a talented quarterback. We know a guy that stepped in, helped save and win a national championship at Alabama. We know a guy that's been oft injured as well, dealing with high ankle sprains. Did last year. Um, and certainly was able to recover, did go in earlier this year, was able to recover, had the surgery before the LSU game, a game they eventually lost uh, at home uh, to LSU and to your Heisman Trophy favorite, Joe Burrow. Uh, and then comes Saturday, a game in which they were a lofty, heavy favorite against Mississippi State. They're rolling 35-7. to It's the end of the first half. Tua stays in the game after a conversation with Saban, unfortunately, during that next series that he's in. Gets hit while on the move, scrambling out to his left. On the move, gets taken to the ground and and suffers um, a hip dislocation and a fracture to the posterior wall of his hip. Uh, surgery is going to take place going to take place today. And and honestly, for for Tua and you know, put the team aside here for a second. Uh, for him individually, I mean, you, you with the comparisons of Bo Jackson. I heard some say Dennis Pitta. Um, you know, it is a, a devastating injury for Tua, it really is. Yeah, it's it's horrible. I mean, you know, uh,
2: first off, hopefully the young man you after you know, his surgery recovers great no, no matter if it's football or not football, whatever, 'cause it's a it's a nasty injury, it's it's a bad injury. And you feel I mean, I personally feel bad for him. He's a twenty one year old kid. I mean that's, at the end of the day, yeah, he's a star player, we know all that. He's out there for the world to see. He's the Alabama quarterback. He's he's gonna be in the NFL draft as the first or second pick, whatever. Uh but at the end of the day he's still he's still someone's twenty one year old son, his parents, and that you know, and, and it's just not I f- I have a kid who's twenty years old, so I can relate to this, you know. So, um I feel bad for him in general, just in general, that he got hurt like this. Uh yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, some people are saying, well, I mean, I love the, your your take too, Moose like you know, it's thirty-five to seven. You know, and it's the it's you're on the cusp of halftime, right? And 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 then he's still in the game. You're playing Mississippi State. You're destroying Mississippi State. They have no shot. You could tell. I mean, but it, it's not the, even the third quarter yet. So I personally have a problem with Saban still having him in the game. Um, maybe you do. Um, I, I mean, I'm not going to die on that hill, but um, I know a lot of people had that kind of stance and that narrative, like, hey, should he? should Nick Saban kept this kid in the game? I mean, my view, it wasn't even halftime yet. You know, we're a couple of minutes away from halftime, but, you know, I watched some of this game, and I actually was watching it when he got hurt, and I'm like, oh, jeez, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, do you feel like he should have taken him out of the game? Before, you know?
0: um, I don't – I would say this. I, you know, you can never – I mean, I, I think it's kind of like uh, really the ultimate Monday morning quarterback to be ripping right. Saban uh, for keeping him in the game. Um. I you know I did not have an issue at the at the time or now of him staying in the game at thirty five seven. The only issue I would have, or the only thing that you know, it's it's not normal, is that he's a he's a fragile player, and oh, he's well, that's shown, true. and yeah, he, and he's true. coming off a high ankle sprain to where the week previous against LSU, Taz, he was limping off the field. Yeah. So yeah. you're leading a game thirty five to seven. And I understand he want to one want a two minute offense, and I saw the video of him going up to Saban as we all did. Uh, you know, as they're about to gain possession, and Mac is warming up their backup quarterback, and and he he convinces Saban or tells Saban that he wants to sit in the game, stay in the game, and they're going to run that two minute offense. I mean, if you're Saban there, you say I've got a quarterback that's coming off a an injury that we know is battling back from that injury already had a surgery it's 35 to 7 we're dominating the game the game has pretty much been decided already do i really need to be greedy here and keep him in a game you know and run a 2 minute offense against mississippi state because really what am i going to learn about a 2 minute offense against mississippi state because you know honestly they're by far a superior team Right, right. Well, when you look at the Bulldogs as compared to the Crimson Tide. So what are you going to learn? I mean, that would be the only thing that would come into, you know, I know Saban after the game, and, and we'll play some of his comments, said, well, you can never predict injury. That's true. You can't in the National Football League, nor can you be scared of, of guys getting hurt. However, you, you can be a little smarter in the process too when a game's been decided pretty much already and you have a quarterback that has been shown a tendency to get hurt. And right, he is hurt. And right. he's right. not – He's shown you last week he's not completely 100% healthy. Well, true.
2: That's true. I mean, and you hate to use to those two words, injury-prone, on any player, nevertheless a college athlete. But, yeah, I mean, and I think we talked about this recently. I think I was saying something like this last week. I could have sworn. But, yeah, it's like it, it, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out, figure out the kid gets hurt a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I, a lot of times these coaches, especially at this level, like Alabama football and Tua – you know, who he is as a player and his ranking and everything, they keep these guys in these games to pad their stats. That's what happens a lot. And, and you know.
0: Well, but then last it, year he didn't, right? And that was the knock on him not winning the Heisman Trophy, right? Is because, remember, he kept on taking him out of games and put Part- Hurts into games. And, that's right. you know, we saw Kyler Murray having these unbelievable stats at Oklahoma, and then you were drawing a comparison, and basically Kyler Murray played – the equivalent of, like, four more games, four more games right, than two, right. Yeah, And I think point. it's you're around right. that number. But yeah. it was, uh, you know, 15 or 16 more quarters than Tua They're because two they kept on taking Tua out of the games right. and putting Hurts in, in the game. because yeah. the game was over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and the game was decided yeah, already. Right. That's true. So, That's very true. I mean, so you had that. I guess I would look at it this way, Taz. I mean... You know, your son's a lacrosse player, right? If you know, your son and I remember you telling it, you know, he was dealing with a hamstring injury and, and Yeah, it was freshman like, year. Correct, yeah. freshman year. So say he's recovering from that hamstring injury, they've got a big game, and the coach decides to put him into the game, right? And yeah. or they've got a game and the coach decides, Okay, he's healthy enough to play. Yeah. Game's decided, right? Lacrosse, they're leading. The, you know, they're dominating yeah, the game. If
2: you're up like by four goals, that's domination. Okay, easily. so you're so you're dominating. right? You're
0: dominating easily. the game late in the game, late in the game. Right. And he decides to keep your son in the game. Is right. that a smart decision? I mean, and your I son would, ends up no, son ends up like tearing his, <laughs> his ripping his hamstring, ripping yeah, his hamstring, yeah, yeah. and then he's done for the rest of the year. No, is that is that a
2: smart decision? It's a bad decision, no. Nah, and as a parent, it, it would. Really kick it actually it, 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 not to get into it when my son was a, a junior in high school it happened uh he didn't tear his hamstring he was having a he was having a problem with the hamstring but he he strained it more where he had he almost had to miss a game and they because they kept him in the game when we were up by like like six goals and they kept him in the game and and you could see he was in pain and and it's like my wife and I. My wife was furious. Was sitting in the stands, obviously. and She was so mad. And then you got parents like, why are they keeping a kid in the game? Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. But yeah, and, and it does bother you. Yeah, of it, and it bothered me a lot. I mean, you know, it, it's like especially as a you know whatever. Yeah, it it, it does bother you. Yeah. And how it's could bad. it not? Yeah, because it, that's yeah. a,
0: that's that, that's not being
2: smart. That's no, it's not. It's it's and
0: and I who yeah. could no one ever could have predicted when he's staying in the game. I'm thinking more a case of him re-injuring the ankle, right? Right. right, I'm, right. I'm not thinking about the fact that. Him suffering a Bo Jackson, Dennis Pitta type of hip injury that some are questioning whether or not he's ever going to play, be able to play football at the level he played at before, um, you know. And I, I do think we got to you know be a little bit careful. And the surgery is going to take place today because everybody's rushing to get the information and you know the save reaction we'll get to here momentarily here, Taz. But you know, a- as you know, I mean, science. And the medical field—they've advanced a lot. It's a different world, yeah. It's a different world ago. since yeah, Bo yeah. Jackson suffered that injury. The other thing is, when people bring up Bo Jackson, I get the injury. Bo Jackson's also—I believe—the uh, blood vessels are going to his hip, where uh, basically, pain. he he lost blood flow to the right. hip, mm. which led basically to a deterioration of the bone.
2: Right, so I mean, he was older too than two. Right, I mean, he, so was he was an older old, player
0: as well. Right. So it's not it's not an apples to apples comparison. It's Everyone's not, saying right. that you know, oh, it's going to be this. Listen, Dennis Pitta, who is a tight end in the National Football League, suffered the same the kind Ravens, of injury. Right, was it what? Ravens. Ravens, Ravens? Correct. Yeah. Right, he came back. It was never the same. Yeah. and I'm hoping that that two is able to come back and play quarterback because that's the sad thing. That's the depressing thing. His remarkable toughness that he showed at Alabama Taz, It would be an absolute shame if him battling through those injuries, getting back on the field, and then him suffering this kind of an injury if it cost him his football career. Like, that would be, to me, (sighs) heartbreaking and gut-wrenching. Like, that... That is I look at it, I don't care about Alabama's national championship hopes with the backup quarterback. Right, right, I really don't at this right. stage. My concern, and as you mentioned it, Taz, I mean our number one concern looking at it is I hope that, that he's able to play football again. I really do. I I, yeah. I hope that the doctors are able to get him back on the field and they're saying he's gonna make a full recovery. I hope he makes a full recovery. Well,
2: I, I I think he will. I and not you know, I don't know. I've never had a hip injury. I know a lot of guys in wrestling have guys that I have issues with my hip now because of all the years of falling, For you know, sure. bumping. It happens to wrestlers all the time as you get older. But I've never been injured in my hip area. But I know guys who have, and it's it's a nasty injury. But the thing is, like, from, you know, in Alabama and what I heard, they got they're, they're the best doctors you're going to find that are going to perform surgery on this kid. So, you know, and, like, you you nailed it, man. I mean, uh, medicine and surgeries and all this jazz has come so far since the Bo Jackson days. You know, it's such a different world now, and this is a this is athletes are in better shape than the athletes were back then. Their bodies are in better shape. Their nutrition's better. Everything's just better than they were years ago. My only point in bringing that part up, I'm not saying two is a better athlete than Bo Jackson. What I'm saying is their bodies are in better condition and trained, so you recover better. Yeah, you, you recover, know more now. right. Yeah, right. But you recover quicker. Sure, because your body's taking care of a certain way, especially with the nutrition part that no one talks about, but it's actually vital. The athletes talk about it, but but people that cover it don't know much about it. But it's a big deal in keeping your body to recover once you come back from injury and, and being the shape that this kid's in. I personally think he's you know, he's going to come back fine. I don't know the details of every little nook and cranny in his hip, but in today's day and age, and he's 21, he's going to recover pretty quick and, and pretty strong. I mean, I you know I I think he's going to recover. But the thing yeah. is, like, what's the narrative on him? What NFL scouts and coaches and GMs what what are they thinking about this? Kid?
0: Well, I mean, Taz, I'm,
2: I'm putting a cart ahead of the horse here. Yeah, the I, surgery today. I, I mean,
0: Taz, I, I think it's going to be a massive question, right? Yeah, I mean, really, because you know? you know, I would he would ne- I, he's never going to play college football again. I mean, that's it. So there's no reason. No. no, there's no reason for him to play yeah. college football and put his body on the line again. So you're talking about a player that's going to enter next April's NFL draft that had the potential to be the number one overall pick and. You know, even if he makes a recovery, I-, I don't know if a team's still gonna take him number one overall. I really don't. I don't know how far he does drop. Uh, you know, he's gotta show that the hip is healthy, he's gotta show that he's in the same range of movement, he's gotta show that he has the same accuracy, he's gotta show that his delivery is not changed or the velocity on the football task has not changed, that he's the-, the same guy on the field. But the other call the other thing that you call in the question as well is if a guy's injured in college more often than not. When the hits get more violent and the game is faster, Taz, I'm not telling you, but we've seen it in a lot of different sports with a lot of different players. If a guy is hurt a lot in college, oftentimes they're hurt a lot in the National Football League. Yeah, no, I mean no. That's, no. that's that's that just comes along with the territory. I mean it's unfortunate, but but that's also something that is going to hang on to as well. Not only is he recovering from this, but some also question you can love a player's talent. But if that player can't take the court or can't take the field and is sitting there, has got the headsets on or is in the NBA and wearing a suit and on the bench, you know what, does nothing for you.
2: No, no, of course not. You can say, oh, he's a
0: remarkable talent. We're glad to have him. But if he can't play, he can't play.
2: Yeah. And, you know, once you're in the NFL, too, that's, I mean, just imagine – it's a grind all year for these guys. The training they do the requirements they do. Season starts a lot, you know, as far as training camp and everything and, and mini camp and all those chairs, there's so much more responsibilities for a professional athlete. It's different than being a college student, a college student athlete. I understand it's Alabama football. It's everything. Like, That's the NFL anyway. It's not the NFL. It, they're still they there's still student athletes and they have requirements academically and they don't have as much physical requirements throughout the whole year that an NFL player does. True. So you know that 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 too you know you hear guys you've covered sports a lot longer than me I mean guys get hurt all the, in, all the time in mini camp and stuff like that a guy rolling ankle and oh man freak injury it's like it's first day of, of camp of a regular camp in summertime and the guy you know blows his knee out just running drills why do you think they want to get rid of preseason games yeah exactly guy's
0: getting hurt and then you get to the Sabin reaction here uh taz yeah. and can you give me a little bit more emotion
2: I actually didn't hear this. I, I, I heard about it, so I'm interested to hear it. Are we going to play it now? Are going to play it at to break? What yeah, here is
0: Saban. Uh, uh, on to it. Take a listen. I know that uh, everybody's most interested in Tua's situation. You know, he has a hip injury. It's going to be evaluated. Um, I don't think it's related to any other injury that he had. It's kind of a freak thing that, um, you know, you seldom see. So um, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, Cole Jones. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I actually heard him. I, 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 he was walking off the field. We don't have it, but there was another one, and basically talked about the fact. Oh, he's hurt, and you know that was at the end. Is that of, the it,
2: one? Because I heard him say one where He said, "I, I don't want to see any player hurt, but especially him." or Something like that. Uh, I, didn't I heard hear that, that one. That one I did hear.
0: Um, listen, you know, he. We talked about him weeping. We talk about Jalen Hurts, hmm. right? Did we not remember yeah. that time to- at that time? You got to give me a little bit more from Saban. I mean, you know, I just need, you know, I just need to hear a little bit more emotion. And I get that it's the next man up. It's football. They don't know this. Uh, you, you know, when a guy's screaming in pain, being put on the cart, and basically, a kid, well, a a kid. kid right? A, kid. a young man, kid. Yeah, you know uh, I mean. yeah. He's I don't understand 21. what you're. I know he can right. drink.
2: He's old enough to drink.
0: But, I but get the it. point being is that when he's when he's when he is biting down on a towel. Because of the pain that he's in, to, p- to have him put on a cart. If you're Nick Saban, Taz, you got to give me a little bit more than acting like it's basically a ho hum injury. I mean, that you know, you're looking at a player that conceivably, maybe at that time, there was broad speculation that maybe his football career was over. Mm-hmm. You got a, a guy that played his body on the line for your program, yeah, no. and not a guy that's stepping out. This is not a guy that's sitting out bowl games not a guy that's saying, you know what, I'm done like Bosa did with Ohio State. Uh, I'll see you guys all in the National Football League. This is a guy that had surgery twice on a high ankle sprain just to get back on the field quicker than that high right. in order to bring about a you know, healing process. Taz, you got to give me a little bit more if you're Nick Saban, and, no? And, and
2: yeah, you do. And especially the fact that the little brother's on the team. Yeah. He's a quarterback, too. Imagine how the family thinks. They're thinking, geez, this is not how the guy acts. You know, when our kids done all, everything you just laid out, and our youngest son is on the team.
0: Right. As a quarterback. How would you feel? I mean, yeah. you got, you know, that's, yeah, that's tough. Pretty cold. That's yeah. tough to take. It yeah. really is. want to hear from you about the two injury down at in Alabama. You know, uh, what's your take? Should he have been in the game? Should he not have been? Do you agree with Taz and myself? Do you disagree? Uh, do you think he plays in the NFL? Do you think he makes a full recovery? want to hear from you. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on this Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio.
3: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. All
0: right, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And do more brought to you by The Home Depot. Visit homedepot.com for details. On uh, flooring, appliances, and bathrooms, home improvements. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. A player doing more for his team. How about Dak Prescott? He threw for 444 yards and three touchdowns as the Cowboys held off the lines 35-27 in Detroit. At one point in time, the Cowboys were outgaining the Lions 3-1. to I mean, it was... That game should have been more decisive than it ended up being. I thought it was going to no, be. Yeah, so did I. I'm with you. Uh, but uh, it was still a Cowboys victory nonetheless. We'll get to your tour calls here. Hey, if you're on hold, hang in there. We'll get to them momentarily. Bogish is here, first time this morning. What's up, Andrew?
4: Moose Taz. Tad- Hello. Somebody's shoe weird out here. Yes. Thank you, Pete. It is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes it easy to compare quotes and get a great rate with the Home Quote Explorer only at progressive.com. It continues to not go well for the Chicago Bears. Two more missed field goals from Eddie Pinheiro. Another lackluster performance from QB Mitch Trubisky and then a post-game injury admission on in a 17-7 loss at the Rams on Sunday night football. Trubisky, 24-43, of 190 yards, a touchdown at a pick, then left in the fourth quarter with a hip injury, suffered late in the second quarter. Just
5: all arm, second half pretty much, so just trying to fight through the pain and try to make the throws. I felt like I was still putting the ball in, in, in some pretty good spots. And they just couldn't move around or couldn't buy time.
4: But the thing is, when Chase Daniel came in, most assumed Trubisky was being benched for his play. Either way, his Bears are now four and six. They're four wins away from the wild card spot. The Rams, meanwhile, are six and four after relying on Todd Gurley. Strong right formation. A bunch of tight ends and Cooper cut to that side. Leading the way for Gurley, who gets the handoff and hammers it in. Touchdown, Ty Gurley! Touchdown, L.A. J.B. Long and fireworks on Rams Radio. Gurley got a season-high 25 carries, posted a season-high 133 scrimmage yards. L.A. ran the ball more than ever before in Sean McVay's three seasons again to win 17-7. In the afternoon, the normal Patriots offense couldn't do much in Phillies, so they got tricky.
3: White to the right of Brady. Off his here. Edelman motions into the backfield. And then motions out to the right. Brady pass. throws it to him. It's a lateral. Edelman's looking to throw. Under pressure. To the end zone Whoa. for Dorsett! <laughs> a strike for a Patriots touchdown!
4: Bob Sotice's Scott Zolak, Pat's radio. Edelman's touchdown pass to Philip Dorsett. Put New England ahead for good in the third quarter. They won 17-10. Tom Brady just 216 yards, no TD passes. The Niners rallied past the Cardinals, 36-26, to join the Pats at 9-1. The Cowboys outscored the Lions, 35-27. The Saints, 34-17, winners in Tampa Bay. And the Ravens destroyed the Texans, 41-7. That's six in a row for Baltimore. Four more touchdown throws from Lamar Jackson. Deshaun Watson sacked six times, turned the ball over twice. Tua to of is having right hip surgery today in Houston. The Alabama QB flown there last night after consultation with numerous specialists. Doctors say they expect the full recovery, but aren't saying how long that would take. In the NBA, LeBron 33 points as the Lakers steamrolled the Hawks 122-101 at Staples. Atlanta lost there the night before to the Clippers by 49 the Warriors lost their seventh in a row, 108 100 in New Orleans. The Nuggets down the Grizzlies, 131 114. And the Magic outscored the Wizards, 125 121. College Hoops, number 14 Oregon, handled UT Arlington, 67 47. The Vegas Golden Knights net the five game slide, six zip over the Flames. And Kyle Bush won the NASCAR season finale at Homestead Miami Speedway to clinch his second series title. Guys?
2: All right. Thank you, there, Haas. We appreciate that. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Bogish very much. Well uh, done. Yeah. We're going to go to the call. we fire out of the gates. A lot of people. Monday. Yeah. Great job. See you later. Take care. He's, he can't get out of here quick enough. Good seeing <laughs> you. Uh, we talk a lot about Tua, Moose. Uh, let's go. Let's talk to Tony. He Listen, ran out of here like the cops were chasing days, him. Like somebody was after him. Uh, 95.3 <laughs> FM. Tony's listening over there, Moose. Yeah. Tony, what's up? What's up, Tony?
5: Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good morning, Taz. Moose, love you guys' show. Thanks, so We've got a couple me. quick questions here. Um, do the kids, do they sign a waiver when they start playing football? And I've heard a lot of talk in other different sportscast and uh, shows about malpractice. And is that something that their mom and dad could sue Alabama for? And my other question is, what do you think uh, Oregon-Alabama or Alabama-Auburn uh, game you think Auburn has a chance to beat him? I hope they do
2: because I'd like to see Oregon get in. Well, one thing, Tony, I'll let you know. Like The whole thing on what your, your question, which is a good question about if if, if if two of his parents can file a lawsuit or sue or what have you, uh, Alabama, I, I, I don't think so um, because a couple things, right? The, the parents don't sign anything like, you know, so when my son went to college to be an athlete, I, we don't sign nothing. He signs his, his letter of intent. Then he signs his, you know, his, basically his agreement. It's a contract, a scholarship. So, and in there, there is language that, you know, if you get hurt, you know, you, I mean, it depends on things. There's a lot of gray area in there. But right, for the I, most part, you, you really can
0: I mean, is the university, com- I, I mean, I have no idea. So, I mean, you would have more of an idea than I would, Taz, because your son was a divi- you know yeah. division one lacrosse player. So, but um, is the university completely protected? Is it- yeah, I mean, listen. I don't think this is malpractice. I, I mean, I you know, I I don't look at it. In, you know, could you conceivably? I guess uh, I guess anything's possible, right? I mean, I, I guess you could sue anyone for anyone in anything, yeah. right? Uh, Whether well, or not sure. it has money, what it
2: has, right like
5: across the board, doesn't matter how you look at it. Malpractice is malpractice, but well, the question is, is that something that is deemable? I mean, can you say it's malpractice? Well, define that. You know, that's that's my whole issue with. You know, Alabama and Nick Saban. And I know Nick Saban, he's a good guy, but he, like you said, he's the stats. he has patent stats. He wants to look good when they play Auburn because they don't, if Auburn beats them, they're out. Oregon's in, and I really hope Oregon gets in. But mm. um, yeah, there's my question, guys. All
2: right, we appreciate it, Tone. Thanks so much. So, uh, you know, I mean, listen, like, I, like I'm saying, I understand his question. First of all, in this case of two his parents, they're not going to do that because the other kid's on the team. Correct. So they don't want no problems. I'm curious yeah. if
0: Tua's got insurance policy.
2: Uh, you are – I got to text my wife because she's – I would imagine uh, like when, when he. I'm trying to think. You're – um, you. I remember that we would discuss this with other parents once at a tailgate. And I don't speak out of school, but there are – the people that work at the stadium, the people that work in the concession stand, the coaching staff – Um, the guy driving the John Deere to remove snow, they have more protection insurance-wise during the game than the athletes do. They have more protection. Their employees either of the school or what have you, the, the students are student athletes. They actually have less protection as far as insurance and stuff like that. Uh, then, then you know what I mean. So, so that's a, always a weird thing to me. That
0: well, Bob, talked about taking out personal insurance. Oh, like, I don't know. He, he could take like a the, Boys of London type correct, thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There are guys that protect themselves that do take out insurance policies I don't know when about they're expected. athletes, though. No, they yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, i Spe- never heard especially that. Especially when they're most supposed, supposed the to be most of the are No, no, no. <laughs> especially when they're supposed to be the number no, no, one overall pick. You've seen it with yeah. you've seen it in college basketball with with NBA prospects, and you've seen it with some prospects in the NFL, especially with quarterbacks. I'm wondering if Tua. Had uh, some
2: kind of a Lloyd's of London insurance correct. plan or something yeah, like that. Yeah, just to
0: protect yourself. Now, yeah. I mentioned, you know, we talk about coming back, right? Dennis Pitta, tight yeah. end. Now, yeah. oh, every athlete's a little bit different. Look at the timeline. He got hurt on September twenty first, two thousand fourteen, with the similar type of injury. Every injury is a little bit different, but similar injury. Right. He returned to opening day sixteen.
2: Yep. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Very interesting. I mean, different has, than the that's, Bo Jackson that's deal, basically right? Basically, two years. Right, 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 right. I mean, you yeah. think
0: about it, that's two years. Yeah, it's interesting.
2: Yeah, it. And that again, and that's how many? What year was Bo Jackson? It was when he got hurt. Ah, I don't even remember. I, don't I even mean, remember.
0: Bo Jackson had to be early '90s, uh, late '80s, early '90s.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. And Pitta played like six years in the NFL. I think he came in the league like 2010ish. Yeah, 2011. Good player. So he had several. Yeah, he was. So he had several years under his belt. His body was a little banged up where this is a guy who's 21 years old. You know? So you know, to me, it's interesting. I don't know.
0: Bo Jackson was 90. Now everyone's a little bit different. Obviously, it's more taxing on a tight end when you're running as compared to a quarterback. However, you know, Tua is an athletic quarterback, and hopefully it doesn't take him that long. Taz, I was thinking if it's going to take him that long, he's not going to declare for April's NFL draft.
2: No, no he Because might, then,
0: yeah, right. he's going to, then I would just stay at Alabama, you know, finish out my education, right. and continue to rehab down there at Alabama. I would imagine uh, they would provide you all the necessary yeah, things. Yeah, 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 they would, they and everything would, you need definitely. to do to get back on the football definitely, field. Definitely,
2: definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I just looked it up because I, I was curious. Peter, when he got hurt, he, he was twenty nine years old. Yeah, so, so he's you, a lot older. A lot older. That, yeah. and that, 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 your body has a ticker True. on. So when you're an athlete, let's uh, go to uh, Mobile, Alabama. Let's talk to Anthony. Listen in someplace, Anthony. You're on with Taz the Moose. What's up? Good
1: morning, guys. How you doing, buddy? I just buddy? wanted to talk about. Uh, you all were saying that Nick Saban didn't have any emotion. That was, that uh, clip that you all played was from the press conference. Yeah. But if you go back and look at when he got interviewed right at halftime, you could look, you could look and tell that he was really affected by that. His eyes was watered a little bit, and even Urban Meyer said that that's a hurting coach right now. So I think he showed some emotion. Anthony, uh, Anthony
2: Ant- yeah, let me interrupt you. Ant. Was that the one at halftime where – uh, I can't remember the person who interviewed him. Said to him, um, uh, he said to the person that, "Hey, I, I don't want any player to get hurt, especially him." Right. Right. No, right. I, right he, 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 yeah, he said, yeah, "He said, right, I yeah.
1: 'I don't want any, I don't. I don't want anybody to get hurt, but especially him.'" He did say that, that, yeah, that. That's that I was that saying was that. what he said. Right. Right. And you can tell that he was really shaken up. By it. Matter of fact, I watch every Alabama game that I can. That was my first time ever seeing Coach Saban go on to the field. While the training staff was tending to the player, so I think he showed emotion. But I think by the time he got to the press conference, he was able to get himself uh, together mm. and try to, you know, show a stronger front right. for his team and everybody else. But that, that's just my opinion. I right, will uh, hang up and listen to you guys. Appreciate nah, Anthony, you, thanks, buddy. Appreciate, uh, it, man. appreciate
0: the call.
2: I, 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 He's I you know, not I saw, wrong. Man. He's not wrong because I remember seeing that. Well, I saw the yeah. clip of the
0: halftime. Yeah, uh, you know, it's and we don't have that. I asked Mike if we could we could get it. We do not have that. Um in our archives here. But uh, I saw, I, I, I honestly, I, I thought he could have been a little bit more, to be honest with you. But I, I know what he said in terms of Tua getting hurt. I get it. Um, I, I think he was more, to me, when I looked at it, I thought he was more emotional with the Jalen Hurt story than he was Tua getting hurt, uh, if I'm going to judge it. Now, that's my own personal opinion. I look at it and, and I get it. I, I mean, I just think I could have seen more. And now, Mind you, we all have a history. When you look at Nick Saban, this is also a guy when well, was the Miami Dolphins head coach. An offensive lineman collapsed in front of him from heat exhaustion, I believe it was, and basically stepped on over him to go get get to a meeting. Oh, so I didn't and, know that one. Yeah, really? you never knew that. No, I never knew that. Yeah, and then the Dolphin players are like, "Something's wrong with you." Wow, really? Yeah, and wow. he said, and his his response was, "A leader cannot show any weakness." Oh my God, something of that. Yes, I swear <laughs> to you.
2: That's, like, pretty intense right
0: there. Yes. yeah. I know. can see that happening here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's a famous Dolphins story. I forget the Dolphins offensive lineman that collapsed in front of him. And then and then he basically said, yeah, he quoted some leader and said a leader can't show any weakness. Wow. And the, the rest of the team was like, something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's a little too much. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I believe in
2: toughness. That's a, little, that's a little, that's a little, that's, That's another level of being a heel.
0: Wow. (laughs) Holy (laughs) cow. I did
2: not know that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We'll see if Bissegla can find the Dolphin player's name. They believe he was an offensive lineman, I believe, if memory serves me right. But Mm. anyway, you cut it. Tua's going to have the surgery today, Taz. Hopefully it's not two years. But like I mentioned before, if it is two years, or say, say if they say the recovery time is 12 months, if I was two, I would not enter the NFL draft. I wouldn't either.
2: I would not either. Uh, definitely not. I mean, it's, you know, I guess today, you know, once the surgery's done and the doctor will probably, probably have some kind of a presser or something. So, you know, and we'll find out probably definitely more info. Yeah, Gino James was the offense. That's who it was. Okay. Gino, Gino James.
0: Yes, I remember.
2: That <laughs> sounds like a work name. <laughs> no. it sounds no, like a fake name. No, no, What's it's your it's buddy's the... name?
0: Uh, uh, Gino James. <laughs> yeah, really? Who? Does. Yeah,
2: Gino James. Okay. It does sound like, sounds that.
0: like a fake name. It does sound like a fake name, right. <laughs> it sounds like a guy that's like in witness protection. Yeah. Showing up at like an Arizona Seven <laughs> Eleven, they're out there. <laughs> Arizona you got, you got, like a thick New York accent. What's yeah. your name, Gino James? Now the cops approach him. Hey, did you steal that? Uh, what's your name, uh, Gino? Gino what? James. Okay.
2: <laughs> That's what it sounds like.
0: Uh, it's Taz of the Moose here on this uh, Monday morning. We'll get into the NFL. Kaepernick will touch upon it as well. An interesting Sunday night affair. Interesting Sunday. Week 11 action as well. It's Taz and the Moose on this Monday morning. CBS Sports Radio.
3: Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio.
0: All right, time right now to ask the pros, where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto so Parts. Go to cbsportsradio.com ask the pros, submit your question, be listening later on the show. We might answer your question. Uh, think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service. Where O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every single day. It is Taz and the Moose with you here on this uh, Monday morning. And Taz, I guess when you, know, you think about storylines coming out of uh, the Sunday NFL action, I guess number one is you got to think about what the Ravens are doing right now down in Baltimore. Uh, And we'll get to the Sunday night affair out in Los Angeles between the Rams. we got a game tonight in Mexico City between the Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes back at quarterback for Kansas City for a second straight week. But, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, you want to talk about a guy that just has basically skyrocketed uh, this year. It is. uh, He's an MVP candidate. Uh, He's the real deal. He gets better each and every week. He's a tremendous leader. I mean, that that entire Baltimore Raven franchise organization, that Baltimore area, is behind number 8. They love him, and rightfully so. He is an amazing young quarterback, uh, where everybody that was critical of him coming out of uh, Louisville has got a tremendous amount of egg on their face. (laughs) Certainly he's improved uh, his throwing ability um, based on what we saw a year ago to what we see now. Uh, And the Baltimore Ravens, you could make the argument – and not just based on what they did to New England when they faced them. I'm just talking about overall quality of play and the addition of Marcus Peters in that secondary too. And you look at what that offense is being able to do, the fact that they're able to establish the run, the dominance of the offensive line, Hollywood Brown and the like at the wide receiver position. Mark Andrews at tight end. You can make the uh, you can make the uh, easy easy argument that right now they're the best team through 11 weeks in the AFC. Uh,
2: I I mean, what more do they need to do, right? I mean, they they really seems like that to me. I mean, and, and let's throw Mark Ingram in there too. I mean, you went through a, pl- a plethora of players. Yep. he's playing well. I know he he didn't get a ton of yards yesterday, but he played well. He was clutch when need be. But no, they're, Look, as far as Lamar Jackson, he uh, just it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is unbelievable. Um, it, it's you would not I look. We saw how awesome he was at Louisville, and everybody was like, Yeah, it's not like you just said, not going to happen for him. He can't throw this, uh, dude. He's unbelievable. He has just lightened it up, and and you would think by now these coordinators would figure him out, but he's a tough guy to prepare for because I don't think he knows what he's going to do half the time. He just does. And credit to the coaches, staff, Hallbar and crew, they just let him wing it, they just let him do his thing. It seems like just. And it's very loosey goosey. It seems the offense; it's just unpredictable. They are a very fun team to watch. I mean, if you're a Texans fan, yesterday you didn't have fun watching. You got spanked. They spanked a really you know a good team.
0: A good team. I want to say a really, really good team, but like a good team. They spanked the team that they were a four point favorite over and beat them by thirty (laughs) four points. I mean, that's that's a whooping. That's Uh, a whooping. That 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 really is. I mean, they. You know, I think I tweeted out that they took the Texans' soul yesterday. I mean, they really did. I mean, they Uh, embarrassed the Houston Texans. Uh, Down in Baltimore, Taz, and you know uh, Lamar Jackson had over 300 yards of total offense, 222 through the air, 86 on the ground. They had four touchdowns in the game, and and he is here is what I you know I go back to that Seattle game and referencing that game a lot, but you know there was a back and forth between him and his head coach John Harbaugh in that game, in which there was a fourth down play and he comes to the sideline. And he's and he's yelling and he not yelling at the coach, but kind of a spirited conversation and saying, you know, let's go for it, coach. And he's like, you want to go for it? Mm. He goes, yeah, let's go for it, coach. He's he all right, let's go for it. Yeah. and they went for it and they got it. And regardless, here's the one thing: regardless of they converted the fourth down or not, Taz, what it shows you is the belief that Harbaugh has in his young quarterback. It's great. And and that is what you want to see. That's what emboldens players. That's what leads to growth of young players in the National Football League is the belief, the confidence that you show in them, that's going to come out tenfold on the football field or really in any any walk of life. It's amazing what people can do when they have confidence in themselves, right? And you're seeing that with Lamar Jackson here. He went to an organization that believed in his talents, that didn't think he needed to move to wide receiver or running back or, or do anything else, believed in him as an NFL quarterback. Remarkably so to where when they made that change from him to Joe Flacco, uh, they did not go back. And it was his team. It was his franchise. When they said he'll get better throwing the football, he's gotten better. He's worked his rear end off to where now he is one of the more dynamic watches in the National Football League. You want to see Lamar Jackson play football. You want to see him play because you don't know what you're going to get play in and play out. And he's a remarkable young player, and he's fun to watch.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He's unpredictable. And that whole team, they feed off his energy. I mean, they really do. They feed off his energy, and, and it, it's something to see. I mean, it's really, it's really exciting to see. Um, I know, we, like, Mark Ingram, uh, Mark, he was, I think we have to sound here, too. Yeah, here's Ingram. Yeah, you check him? this out.
4: MVP frontrunner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. Yep. I'm right here in Be more outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. Wooty. I'm about that. Wooty. Big trust. Wooty. Wooty. Woo-woo. Lamar Jackson B-B. in the flesh. B-B.
0: Yes, sir.
5: Big trust.
2: Wow, so, just so people understand, like for Andrew Bogus listening to the newsroom, be more, that means Baltimore.
0: Yeah. Just
2: a little slang chatter. Just yes. trying to help him out. Yeah, Mark Greenland loves his
0: quarterback. Oh, loves his quarterback. <laughs> Here's Lamar Jackson himself talking about the fact they're tuning out all the noise. Take a listen.
1: Um, I never tried to defend myself before. I, I really don't care what they say. You know, my guys know. You know, week in, week out. You know, we practicing. We, we see it. I know if I wasn't doing my job, you know, going tell him. You know, and he's on the air, so... Uh, I really don't care what the data say. You know, I'm just going to keep playing ball, um, and I'm with my guys, regardless.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing not to like. Ah, just, there's nothing not yeah. to like he's about what. Great one, energy, man. There's yeah. no doubt about it, and it's infectious. And that entire team is taking off. And, and he defines, and it's difficult to do, Taz, because not all that long ago, Ray Lewis. You know, remember it was Peter Boulware. um It was uh, you know the the great Ed Reed. Uh, you, you look at it, it was defensive players that you mixed in some offensive players, right? You mixed in Joe Flacco or you mixed in a, you know, a Ray Rice at the time, but really kind of, it was all about deep. What be more was defined by was defense. Um, now you're saying B more correct. Wow. It was defensive players. Taz. Now you look at it. Lamar Jackson has changed that complete, completely changed that franchise to where it's not the defense that leads the way it's the offense it's the quarterback that leads the way. The defense is not nearly as dominant as it once was, but the offense is explosive and dominant. And it all starts with number eight. And it's fun to watch. When you know, it, it, it's it's kind of interesting when you see it, when you see an organization completely change who they are based on one player. And it takes really kind of that transformational player to be able to do that. And Lamar Jackson is just that. Yeah, he is.
2: I mean, he's basically what Pat Mahomes was last year. He's this year. It's that same type of feel, right? It's that same type of vibe and feel. I'm not. I'm not comparing player to player from the Chiefs to the Ravens, but I'm just saying, like, it's that same type of feel that Mahomes had last year. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson has this year, and now next, next up for them is the Rams. You know, who's victorious last night? So. You know that should be an interesting battle. That should be a good AFC NFC matchup right there. So, and then I believe Baltimore goes to Los Angeles. So that should be a good, a good battle.
0: No, it should be. You're right. But I mean, you, you know, we we mentioned it before. I mean, you look at the rest of the AFC. You know, uh, right now, and I understand it's we're approaching, going to get to week 12 coming your way Thursday night. We still got one game to go later on tonight in week 11. But when you look at Baltimore, it's Baltimore, right? Uh, in in the AFC, you got the Pats at nine and one. Your Bills are seven and three. Yeah. Uh, the the Indianapolis Colts and Texans are both six and four. We just saw what they did the Houston Texans, don't you think? I mean, ha- hasn't the two teams completely changed from when you saw Baltimore and Kansas City earlier on in the year? Remember Baltimore going for it each and every time on fourth down, yep, yep, and yep, yep. you know. But right now, Baltimore is by far a better football team than the Kansas City Chiefs. They're better than the Oakland Raiders. Holy, uh, you know, they are and. And, you know, I had questions maybe like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I said, ah, still, I, I don't trust Baltimore to go into New England. I'll tell you, man, that New England offense, there's nothing really to write home nah, about. You they said went in, that a while ago. You were right. Yeah, they went you into Philadelphia right. yeah. yesterday. I don't know. And that's coming off a of bye week. Yeah. They didn't look explosive at all. Nah, I watched the game, man. It was not, you know,
2: look, they got, the Eagles got out coached. That's what happened. And they really did. I mean, defensively, just they just got out coached. It wasn't anything. It wasn't like Brady was lighting it up or nothing like that. You know, what I mean, I'm not. I don't want to sit here. I mean, I knock Brady enough, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't. You're right. The, the offense is this there, for them to be as dominant as they normally are. The Pats, they, they. I don't think they can. I just don't think this year they have the weapons offensively. I, I think it's different uh, for Brady. I think the old line is not has it how it's been in the past. Um, again, defense. You can't say nothing about their defense. It's they're excellent. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say that say Brady was horrible. It just didn't seem the same. You know, he. Well, he, they're
0: not nearly as explosive. No,
2: they're not. They're, they're not. not. No, no.
0: In any way, shape. And
2: or went, I got to be. i don't want to interrupt you. I got watch six. forget. Wentz, dude. Wentz. Let me just tell you something. Okay, this guy here, like, the fourth quarter when it's clutch time, you, you got to throw the football to people's hands yes. or, or near their body.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, geez. He was bad.
2: Dude, I got to tell you. He I mean, he was, I was 20 or 40. I'm looking at it now. But. If you, I'm not saying you, but if you, if someone didn't see that game and watched him, you go watch him in that clutch moments where they could have won this game more than once, the Eagles. Don't disagree. It's on Wentz. No, don't disagree. He was bad in the second half.
0: half. He was was very, very bad in the second half. And when the Patriots are running trick plays in the red zone to score touchdowns, that shows you how inefficient your offense is. Uh, The double pass.
2: And by the way, my man Romo. He called that before it even happened, bro. Romo's great. He called it before I, it happened. No, I understand that. Romo's great. You he just learn Get a ready, something. trick play
0: coming. I understand. There it was. There it it was he's the man. Yes, yeah, he is very oh, good. Man. He does a good him. job. I know <laughs> you love Romo. <laughs> the best. We'll get into the Colin Kaepernick saga, and that transpired on Saturday, surrounding the National Football League. We'll get into that as well. We'll do that next. It's Taz and the Moose on a Monday morning, CBS Sports Radio.